and welcome to the Room Madness Podcast, the podcast for everyone who is crazy about rheumatology. My name is David Leverins, and I'm a rheumatologist specializing in medical education, quality improvement, corny jokes, and sharing my over-exuberant enthusiasm about rheumatology with others. We're so glad you're here. This is an exciting podcast because the tournament is underway, and this is a podcast where we are going to reflect on what's happened so far in the tournament and talk about what's going to happen next. So I am delighted tonight to be joined by uh, several other members of the Room Madness leadership team, as well as a member of the expert scouting report reading on a podcast team, as well as uh, a, a really um, excellent mentor for all things medical, medical education, but especially this project. So um, tonight we have uh, Dr. Lisa Crisioni here with us. Hi, everybody. I'm happy to be here. Fantastic. And we also have Aki and Guy. Uh, you all know their voices, but welcome back, Aki and Guy. Hey, everyone. So excited to be here. Fantastic. So uh, this is a really exciting time. Uh, if you're listening to this, you may have submitted a bracket or thought about it or read some of the scouting reports, but um, a lot is happening. So I wanted to start just by going through some of the numbers that have come in um, as the tournament has started. So you all know the kind of community that this has built already, which is just so exciting. Um, so whether you submitted a bracket or not, if you're listening to this podcast, this is um, you're part of the Room Madness community and we're all learning together. Um, in total, in addition to the 16 scouting reports that were created for the Room Madness tournament, uh, 14 of which were made by uh, room, rheumatology fellows at 14 different institutions around the United States, uh, comprising over 40 fellows who work together to collaborate to create these scouting reports. And they are amazing. Um, they are so fun. Uh, one of the consistent themes of the discussions on Twitter so far through the tournament is how awesome these scouting reports are. So it has been fun to have the fellows teach the rheumatology community all the way from medical students to residents to attendings to advanced practice practitioners, um, uh, all kinds of um, different rheumatology practitioners um, learning from these fellows. So thank you for doing that. They're fantastic. But in addition to those scouting reports, we also had uh, a total of 109 bracket submissions. Um, two of those were test brackets. One of them was an error bracket and one of them was a bracket from my mom. So I suppose that leaves 105 actual brackets that were submitted, which is just exciting um, that there is so much engagement. So far, as of last night, there have been 379 tweets, 183 retweets from 93 different tweeters and 1.6 million impressions so far on Twitter, uh, which is just really exciting. Um, and then there's 81 in the Room Madness Facebook group. And then so far in this Room Madness podcast, there have been uh, 1,911 total podcast down downloads. So we have definitely um, been able to engage a lot of you. And it's just exciting because this is something that is all about uh, you all coming together to learn together. With that, I wanted to open up our conversation uh, with our uh, guests here tonight to talk about how you all have, I think the tournament is going so far, especially about engagement. How, what do you all think about these numbers? How, how exciting is this? I think it's amazing. I, I, <clears throat> I'm really shocked um, and so pleasantly surprised at, at how quickly this has evolved and how it's just completely taken 
um, taken off in social media. And uh, I think people are, are really having a, an awesome time. And I think the, the numbers really speak to that. Yes. I, I was really excited. Many people don't know that Room Madness was originally supposed to be a, uh, for the first two years, a pilot project in five programs. And uh, this is its first year and it's um, really taken off much more than that. And I think it's a testament to the rheumatology community who's interested in engaging in a collaborative learning discussion. So that's really exciting. Um, all right. So uh, the tournament is underway and those scouting reports are made. People filled out their brackets and um, we've had two rounds so far. Uh, we had the zero negative 16 and uh, we had the Enthesial eight. There are some uh, pretty close matchups, especially in the zero negative 16 of those, those matchups. I have a list of what I thought were some pretty close matchups, but you know, one of the main takeaways I think is um, people, so many people seem to have picked Avacapan to win the tournament. Um, but I think it's really interesting. It barely made it out of the first round. Uh, it won the blue ribbon panel by a four to three vote. And um, only 66% uh, percent of per participants actually picked Avacapan beating Pexavas. So were you all surprised by this outcome that, Vex that uh, Avacapan won? It seems like most people thought it would win. Uh, Lisa, do you have any strong opinions on this? <laughs> of course, I have strong opinions on everything. Uh, I was just shocked. And first of all, it ruined my entire bracket because I had Pexavas winning. And so, of course, that was a, an error on the part of the Blue Ribbon panel. But I, I just, I really don't even understand because I was just on the consult service last week where incidentally, I did not ask a single team who their daddy was, but I mentioned the Pexavas study probably every single day on the consult service. So I don't really understand how Avacapan could have won because Pexavas is incredibly clinically relevant it comes up every single day on the consult service. We talk about it when we're talking about how we're going to dose steroids. We talk about it with just everything. It's a hugely influential study. But um, so I'm just not sure I can move past this. And I, I can't really say very much of anything else except that I don't understand why Pexavas didn't go further. It's kind of like when Duke gets taken out in the first round. It's just, it's devastating. There's no explanation. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, but I am happy that bilimumab moved forward. Uh, so that that was one good thing. I did pick that. Uh, so I am happy about that. And uh, that that is also very important for lupus nephritis. Um, I'll let someone else talk. But yes, you can tell how I feel about all of this. I love it. It sounds like you're really dealing with this loss very well and you're not bitter at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting. There's, there's some strong emotions that have come up through this tournament, how people feel. Um, yeah, that one was close. You know, uh, I don't know, Guy and Aki, how you all felt about that one. Uh, but there were some other really close matchups in the first round. You know, Samira has made it to the IgG4, um, but uh, the... Um, it barely beat the short-term harms of short-term steroids in the first round. That one was actually the closest matchup by participant vote. Only 53% of the participants picked Samira versus the harms of short-term uh, steroids. So that was, that was a close one. It barely squeaked by uh, the first round before making it into the IgG4. And then FAST versus the gout guidelines. That was also a really close matchup, a 4-3 to three vote by the panel. 
Um, and 55% uh, of participants uh, picked fast in that one. So some really close matchups in this year, negative 16. Look, I honestly just can't relate to the bitterness um, because it turns out that some of us picked well. I won't disclose my alias, but things have gone quite right. Aki, what, you, you, you're not going to disclose who you are in the tournament, though. You're, you're, just, you're just putting that out there for us to guess. No, it's like a silent killer, man. I'm just gonna just gonna see what happens and then see how it plays out. But uh, yeah, I I feel like I've always been a fair weather fan, bandwagoning on all the all the most uh, kind of fancy and glitzy studies. And I don't know, maybe it paid off a little bit. <laughs> so well, enlighten us with your expertise, Aki. Why? why uh, um, what, what are your thoughts about Avacapan? Why did it go as far as it has so far? I think that Pexiv, I think it's just newer. Things that are newer are shinier and prettier than Pexabas. Pexabas is just not in this current moment. And um, I just think that a lot of other trials prove the point of not needing as many steroids, which I think was the more glitzy part of Pexabas anyway, because I think we were all waiting for Plex not to be a thing. Um, and so I think that Avacopan just sort of, uh, even though it also did sort of state that uh, you could achieve remission in vasculitis without using steroids, again, that's really it. I don't know if there's any much more logic to it. Yeah. Guy, how do you feel about, you know, uh, Aki seems to have picked the shiny objects. You know, I seem to remember a really amazing uh, thread that you put up there right before the tournament started arguing that the panel was not going to go for the shiny objects and instead was going to go for things that, you know, Lisa's talked about, about these, you know, well tried and true large trials that have really advanced the field forward rather than these uh, bright new shiny things. Yeah. I mean, so that thread came about because I was thinking about my bracket and I was reading all the scouting reports and everyone was saying how they were worried about the Inca trials and the lupus trials. Uh, and I was thinking about it and just comparing those to something uh, like Vexus, for example, which I think is just um, such an amazing uh, discovery in our field and something that we're going to be talking about probably for decades. Um, I just thought that, you know, clinical trials are, are great and they, they definitely make us they help us with day-to-day -day decisions. And of course, they're incredibly important. Um, but we get landmark trials a lot, especially in our field. We've been getting a whole lot of them in recent years. And I think this bracket is evidence of that. Um, so I, I was thinking to myself, you know, are, are, the, are the blue ribbon panelists going to be able to look past how bright and shiny those are? And I, I think they will. I, I think that the most interesting matchup that's going to be happening is, is Vexos versus Avacapan. They, they both won six to one in uh, this most recent round. Um, I think Vexus is the obvious winner and, and we'll see. But no, I mean, I, I do think that there's, there's a lot to Avacapan, you know, they're, they're at least on, on the surface, it says remission without steroids. And in, in reality, it's not without steroids. It's, it's with a lot of steroids, um, just a lot less than what we're used to seeing in these trials. Um, and there are some, you know, 
some some issues. I think um, others have brought up the fact that you know they compared uh, using evacapan for a full year versus having essentially no treatment for the second half of the year for the steroid arm. So it's there. There's like with every other clinical trial, there's uh, methodology issues. There's no methodology issue with DEXAS. It's just beautiful science that that to me has already been much more clinically useful than the Vacapan trial has been. So yeah, you're making some pretty good arguments there. And you are actually getting into one of my favorite Twitter moments so far of the tournament, which was when uh, Matt Sparks, uh, the nephrology creator of Nef Madness, after which um, after which Room Madness is really modeled. Um, really just an incredible educator, um, incredibly smart, wonderful person decided to get on Twitter and wonder why on earth Vexus would have made it so far. And I, I, you know, I mean, I, it wasn't pretty, uh, how it went. I mean, just people went after him, uh, and, you know, for good reason, honestly. So I think he's learned his lesson. You know, he, he mentioned that he, uh, would have to give up his ANA card for how poorly his bracket is doing in room madness. And I think he eventually got the ANA card back by admitting that Vexus was a wonderful study. Um, so that's really one of the major outcomes of room madness is convincing a nephrologist that, um, Vexus is really important. Um, <laughs> but I agree with you guy, I, you know, it's, that is a massive matchup, uh, in the IgG four. Um, Avacapan versus Vexus. I have no idea. This incredible trial that's done something totally new, um, you know, being in the comparator arm with with steroids, Avacapan versus, like you said, Vexus, um, which is just incredible science. The first auto-inflammatory somatic mutation mediated disease that we've uh, discovered. I say we, they have discovered. it, you know, it's just incredible. And there's so many future implications of Vexus um, and current implications. Um, you know, one of the conversations that's been ongoing is, well, you know, how prevalent really is Vexus? It's, you know, it's only described in 25 patients so far, but um, as has been revealed by uh, Peter Grayson, who's joined that conversation after they read the scouting report, apparently there are more out there that um, are coming to their group and others that um, this condition may not be as rare as uh, we think, and we have a lot to learn. Well, so that's an exciting matchup. uh, And we've already essentially gone on through to talk a little bit about who's in the IgG4, which is essentially the room madness version of the final four in the tournament. So we have a Vacapan now against Vexus. And then on the other side, we have Samira against Fast. And, um, you know, I, I, I mentioned earlier, it is, it was really tough for fast to get where it is in that, um, it barely beat the gout guidelines. Um, and Samira also is pretty tough for it to get where it is because it barely beat the harms of short-term steroids, as well as, um, the glucocorticoids injection versus, uh, physical therapy for knee osteoarthritis. Um, but now that they're there, I think it is fascinating to think about the massive upsets that could happen if um, Samira or Fast uh, were to win the championship. So I'm curious, you all, uh, which one do you think has the better chance of beating Vexus or Avacapan? 
I think I go with Samira over the fast study. And just because it just seems like such an important point about tapering that kind of last remaining bit of steroids that RA patients are on, you know, kind of that we always kind of struggle with in clinic. It's a very kind of practical study and gives us guidelines to do that. And we can refer to studies and sort of just making things up um, as we often find ourselves doing. Um, I do think that the FAST study has such important implications as well. I mean, it allows us to use one of our two main drugs for gout without as much fear and trepidation and uh, be able to counsel uh, various colleagues that, you know, we don't have to be so fearful in, especially in cardiac patients to use these medications. But I feel like the Samira trial kind of edges out a little bit. I think it's a little bit more important. Am I going to regret saying that? I think so. <laughs> so I'm bitter about this one because, um, prime cells deserves to, to be going up against these. I think that 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 was a, a really amazing study. And I was very disappointed to see that that one went. Um, but between Samira and FAST, um, I, actually, I have to disagree. I feel like um, it, Samira is sort of expected. I wasn't surprised by those results. I think they're super important. And I think some people need to see those results, but I think a lot of people are already doing that um, as opposed to FAST where I think that one is really practice changing because we, like you were saying, we were avoiding using febuxostat in those, um, in those patients with cardiac disease. Uh, and you know, the, the idea that this trial might end up eventually if, if the FDA gets to it, um, removing a, a black box warning, that would be amazing. And that could really change practice on a, on a really large scale for the most common inflammatory arthritis. So I think that that one is more likely to win. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, I, I think they're both pretty great. And I, I've, I almost wonder, you know, if Vacapan beats Vexus, um, I think Samira has no shot because, you know, Samira is like tapering steroids slowly and showing that, you know, you can, you can get away with it. Whereas Vacapan's like, uh-uh, no steroids or very little steroids. Um, uh, but if, Vexus beats, uh, beats a Vacapan, then I, I don't know. I think all bets are a little bit off. I think Samira, you know, could go pretty far because it's RA, large population or main disease, important finding. Um, and then the FAST study, I don't know. I think the FAST study has a chance against both of them because, you know, when you read the FAST um, scouting report, you know, it talks about how incredibly common gout is. And this is, you know, a major implication, not just for rheumatologists, but even outside our field. So, uh, you know, what's in, what are the, what's on the Blue Ribbon panel's minds? I don't, I don't know. Um, are they going to throw us a curveball? I think, you know, one of my biggest takeaways so far from the tournament is actually when you look at the numbers, even though some of the matchups have been close, some of the matchups have been um, blowouts, the blue ribbon panels votes have matched so far the participants' choices. So even when they're really close, um, the blue ribbon panels votes have, uh, they have voted for the team that more, the most participants also vote for um, when they're putting in their bracket. And I am just waiting for that first big upset 
And I don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, so far it's been a blue ribbon panel success, but when are they going to, when, when are they going to, when are they going to make their first blue ribbon fail? I don't know. So it's uh, going to be interesting. I'd just like to remind everyone that in Samira, the uh, uh, prednisone taper arm got less steroid than the Avacapan arm in Advocate. And the prednisone no taper got more steroid than in Advocate. So uh, just a reminder that Advocate was not zero steroid. And I feel like I keep picking on it because it is the, uh, it's the one to beat, right? Uh, So I'm looking for reasons, but uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's not zero steroid. It's true. It's true. And I, I appreciate you reminding everyone of that. And there are going to be a lot of hearts broken if, uh, if Avacapan wins. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. If that's what happens, <laughs> I should also say at this moment, um, the blue ribbon panel has already voted on this and we don't know what the results are. So we have not looked, we don't know what the results are yet. So nothing we are saying tonight is going to change their votes. Um, Nothing we are saying is influenced by their votes. We don't know. They don't know. It's just going to be fun. Can you give a reminder one more time of, in terms of the people who entered brackets, which would win Samira versus Fast? I, yeah. I don't know what the Blue Ribbon panel will say overall, but I do think in terms of general applicability to large, large populations that the Fast study, if, if that's what the Blue Ribbon panel is looking at, then I think that one would edge out Samira, but then it would also edge out both Avacopan and Vexus too. You know, I actually can't see those results until after we enter the scores. So I don't know what the majority of the participants picked until the scores are entered. So we'll have to see. All right. Well, uh, we are going to round out our conversation tonight. I mean, I'm just really looking forward to the final two rounds of the tournament. There, There are just a few incredible moments that's come out on Twitter and um, social media. Um, as people have enjoyed this tournament, we've already reviewed one of my favorite Twitter moments, which was um, Dr. Matt Sparts uh, having to go through the ringer of rheumatologists that love Vexus. You know, Guy, your thread was just an awesome read. I really enjoyed reading that. Um, thanks for putting that, that out there. It was just a wonderful way to re-review the teams and that was fun. And um, I also want to uh, do a shout out for Iman uh, Kaiser, who's a third year resident at uh, Mercy Health in West Michigan, um, who had put out a few tweet reviews of some of the topics we covered in podcast episodes and really did a great job of um, educating others. I just love um, the idea of a resident out there educating the rheumatology community about the, some of these topics. So uh, just really appreciate that. Um, and another one of my favorite Twitter moments is. Um, uh, Tamar Rubenstein's eight-year-old son who put in a bracket submission uh, voting for prime cells. So he's with you. He's with you, uh, Guy. But I just love that the whole family is getting involved in this. So my mom, her son, they're in on this. It's been a really wonderful conversation online, people talking about who they thought would win, how their bracket's doing, um, educating each other. So that's been fun. Uh, I don't know if you all have any moments over the last week from uh, the Room Madness tournament that you'd like to highlight. Uh, but that's those were really fun for me. I don't have anything from Twitter that I'd like to highlight, but you asked about good names. I love it that as soon as I start talking, Aki starts laughing. Um, but I, I want to give mad props to whoever gave their team name an entire paragraph. 
of rookie C5A inhibitor edges out Samira with its promise of vasculitis remission and less steroids, a finals matchup showing that we are finally moving beyond high-dose steroids. Like, it's a whole paragraph as the name. And um, Guy, I know we're just meeting in person sort of now, uh, but we do have to talk about brackets and fantasy football and other things that um, giving it a different name than your name. Would be yeah, idea. yeah. I learned about that. I learned about that. Yeah, I, I learned that the hard way, unfortunately. I had a good name that I came up with right after the tournament uh, was submitted. Oh, always. So always. that's awesome. I'm, I'm sorry. I shouldn't pick on you. But no, we, you should. I, I deserve next it. Next time I do a fantasy football <laughs> this, league or fantasy baseball or something, we have to get you to enter and, and enter actual brackets. Yeah, th- this is what I get when this is the first bracket I've ever submitted for anything. I, I mean, you're doing pretty well, guy. Even though your bracket <laughs> does not well. have yes, but the name it really it is helps that it has up. nothing to do with sports. <laughs> yeah, I you know I will say, Lisa, if you follow the conversation on Twitter close enough, the person who wrote that paragraph name did out themselves like who who they are on Twitter, so you can figure it out if you okay. uh, if you uh, comb through the tweets. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're doing quite well. I think they're, I think they're ranked number five time for time for number five. Yeah. So that person's doing pretty well. Yeah. I have a few favorite names. I mean, goodness, my top one is the ruminator three rise of the Mavs. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, anybody have any other favorite names? I've got a whole list. I'll just read them out if you want. I liked rheumothorax. I don't know why. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I like fat joints with a pH and a Z. Yes. Yeah, it's awesome. That was awesome. I loved that one. Um and uh what about Belim You Me? Belim You Me? That was a stretch. I had to read it a couple of times, but believe you me. Is it believe you me? Is that what they're going for? I appreciate that kind of humor. So whoever did that, thank you. Uh, I really appreciate that. And then, of course, there's a uh, wait, this isn't Neff Madness uh, bracket, which is pretty good. Um, and yeah, and uh, UBA1, UBA1, um, where one is spelled W-O-N. It's pretty clever as well. So appreciate that. Um, just, just love it. I love it all. Yeah, you know, and at this point, it's basically anyone's game because basically everybody picked a Vacapan. So if the, if the blue ribbon panel does not pick a Vacapan uh, to win this tournament, um, then whoever is out there that picked Vexus or Samira or Fast, they're going to get a big jump because if you've not participated in tournaments like this before, you do get more points for getting correct answers later on in the tournament. So you can make some big jumps. So if your tournament seems busted, but you picked one of those non-Vacapan teams, you, you actually might have a pretty fair shot at this tournament. So we are going to have to see right now, um, there are four perfect brackets. There's room boss, there's cut the net slash steroids. There's room madness is awesome. And there's room wins all up there. Three of those have the exact same bracket. And one of them room boss who will remain anonymous is uh, uh, the only one to have picked the four of Avacapan um, fast, uh, Avacapan going against fast in the, in the final. 
Um, so we will see who wins this, but I'm really looking forward to it. There's a lot of people that have a chance. I mean, room underscore L and ESR are pretty high up on the points ladder. They picked Vexus. So if Vexus takes it all, they might go for it. And then, uh, uh, resident gone room mad is in eighth place, but has Samira winning it all. So might have a resident winner um, of the tournament, which would be really fun. And um, not and, and it's not really until fabulous uh, fabulous Fabux at number thirty six that we have somebody who picked uh, the fast study winning it all. But you never know. The results, just talking logistics here, are going to be a result of the IGG four results. So the final four results will be result re- released on Saturday. Um, this coming Saturday, April 3rd at 2 p.m. Eastern. And then the Interleukin 2 championship results uh, will be released on Monday, April 5th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, and I can't wait to see the reaction of everyone about all of that. Um, so it's been really fun. And this has been a really fun conversation as well. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you all for joining us. Any other final thoughts about the tournament or uh What's going to happen moving forward? I just want to say, um, you know, in, in a year where there's been a lot of isolation, uh, there hasn't been a lot of community aspect to a lot of what we've been doing. Um, and I have to say that over the past couple of weeks, I just feel that the whole room community has really come together in a way that I haven't seen before, which has been really fun. And I think very much needed this year. So this is well-timed. Fantastic. I agree. It's been so fun. I feel like I've met new people um, and uh, uh, engaging with others on uh, Twitter and on Facebook. And it's been really fun to see different people's different perspectives and have fun while learning and teaching each other. And we know there's lots of you that are out there uh, watching the conversation and not necessarily engaging. And that's okay. Um, You know, uh, it's fun to see what other people say as well. And it's been really fun uh, just seeing those conversations. And um, uh, we are just really thankful for all of you out there who have engaged with this, learned from this, and um, had fun while doing it. Thank you, Lisa, Aki, and Guy for being here tonight. Uh, We missed, of course, Deedam and Alan, um, who are uh, other wonderful members of the Room Madness leadership team. We're thankful for their participation in this project. Um, And we will see you all out there on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, just reacting to the tournament. 